Welcome to Rebels Deconstructed Podcast. Listen to people in tech sharing their journey through criticism, failure, and staying true to their vision to make an impact. Pour yourself a drink and get inspired. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of Rebel Deconstructed Podcast. I am Juana, your host for today. And I'm here with Dragos Kozucha, which is part of the marketing team in Rebel.com. Hi, Dragos. Hi, Wana. Thank you for accepting uh, my invitation. Yeah, thank you for inviting me here. Let the people know a little bit about your journey. Who is Dragos? Right, so who is Dragos? A bit about myself. I'm 25 years old. Uh, I come from a little town in uh, the region of Moldavia. It's mm-hmm. called Onesht. I don't think that's actually relevant, but whatever. And um, yeah, I've been always drawn to arts and just like creating stuff and meeting artistic people and, you know, just hearing their stories and how they got to create what they did. And so uh, because of that, I started dancing uh, when I was like, I think I was 13 or 14. What kind of dance? Um, Well, I started with hip hop, but to be honest, I didn't do it because... I was super drawn to arts. I just wanted to be a popular kid among, you know, the other like little kids. I just, yeah, I just wanted to be popular, which was pretty bad. But in the end, it turned out to be a really um, good initiative, I guess. So, yeah, I started doing that. And then I actually remember like three months after I started doing it, I actually performed Mm -hmm. on my first show or however you want to call it. And then uh, I realized that I'm actually enjoying this thing and enjoying, you know, creating stuff and not not actually creating, but just um, just allowing myself to to express some feelings that I couldn't really express through words or through, I don't know, writing. Is this your uh, hobby right now? Or is this um, just a part of your uh, day-to-day routine? I wouldn't say it's a hobby. It's, it is part of my day-to-day routine. I'm not doing it professionally right now. It's, I got to the point where it's more like a therapeutical kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's just like you would meditate, you know. It's That's like, nice. Yeah, if you're feeling stressed or, you know, just if you feel like there are a lot of things happening and you cannot really focus on being present mm-hmm. you know you just start doing whatever you just start meditate or sing and to me like this this is my gateway is is dancing and it is a form of meditation i it totally is. agree with you it is yeah because like you start doing it and um especially if you improvise mm-hmm. it just it gets to the point where you just uh, you just, you just let become the a manifestation. You're yeah. just an energy, you know. You just let the energy flow through yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And it's not because, like, there are there are a lot of people who like to debate this thing. Oh, yeah, you feel like you don't think about anything anymore. But the thing is that in that moment, whether you're a dancer or a singer or a painter or whatever, there ain't such thing as thinking or consciousness. You know, mm-hmm. you cannot think about not thinking. You just are. You know, you just you just are an energy manifesting itself, I guess, which is the closest thing to magic that I have ever experienced. That's a nice, so that's n- nice, uh, nice way to put it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, right now, what's your role in uh, Rebel Dot? Right, I am a marketing specialist. 
Yeah, I would say that unofficially, I guess, my role is to make Rebel Dot truly rebel and to try to step out of this IT box, this mm -hmm. like a really corporate stigma um, which has been uh, created around uh, software development companies. And um, yeah, it's actually really fulfilling, especially because of the fact that I have a really creative, um, I'm, I don't have a really creative team. I am part of a really creative team and we debate a lot of stuff and we, we try to come up with a lot of, yeah, like just different initiatives. And it's also super cool because we got to work with a CEO who actually gets marketing, which is really fulfilling if you're a marketer, mm -hmm. because, you know, there are moments when you, when you try to pitch some like really crazy, like rebel ideas. And some people might not be really prone to uh, make them happen. And also they might just not understand them. You know, they might not want to take the risks. Mm -hmm. But here is different because like, um, yeah, we work with some people that are really willing to take risks. And um, yeah, that's cool because you, you get to, you know, to materialize your creativity and uh, to actually create something that has impact, not just, you know, not just financial impact, but that has an impact for the entire community. Yeah, that's true. What is your definition about being a rebel? Because you mentioned earlier. Wow, a definition about being a rebel. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I would say just allowing yourself to be yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just standing up for what you what you believe in mm -hmm. and who you truly are you know there are people who don't like to spend time to think about ideas in depth mm -hmm. and would rather like to come up with the most uh like the closest the safest thing to put it like that you know so i would say that being a rebel is actually allowing yourself and you know taking time to to think in depth about what you want to do and really take the responsibility to fulfill those things, mm -hmm. to do them till the end, I guess, and just inspiring people around you. Because, uh, you know, this is, this is a topic that we've been approaching a lot lately, especially within the marketing department. The idea that if you're a rebel, you can also care about the world around mm -hmm. you. And it doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation to it correct right? yeah you can break boundaries but you can also be mindful about the people around you and also about the rules because it's not always about breaking the rules or breaking the boundaries and it's not always about thinking outside the mm -hmm. box and i'm pretty sure that you know what i'm talking about being a designer yes. right because you know people say that oh yeah you have to think outside the box being a rebel is thinking outside the box but it's really not like that all the time because you can also just create a really cool box mm -hmm. where you can create a lot of cool stuff that's a nice way to so, put it yeah i guess it has a lot of different definitions to different people but and it should be like end, that yeah, yeah yeah it is how did you end up in your role because um, you told me about dancing and about what you like to do so i'm curious about yeah Right. So I can start with my educational background, mm -hmm. like my academic background, if I may. So um, when I was in my 12th grade, before I had to sit the uh, 
baccalaureate, I think it's what you may call it in English exam. Anyway, I had to think about what my career path should be. And obviously mm -hmm. I thought about, I've studied um, uh, humanities with intensive courses of English, which is basically philology, philo. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I started to think about, you know, journalism and uh, international politics. But um, yeah, I just didn't really resonate with neither of them. And then it just clicked in my head. I was like, okay, I'm just going to study choreography at Unatech <laughs> in Bucharest. And then I told my parents like, hey, you know, I'm just going to do that. And they were like, okay, I rather not have you study choreography because you will end up eating zakuska and pateo <laughs> even after graduation you know the stigma especially yeah. in romania because like as an artist you don't really have a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. so i was like okay i should find something else and uh, i tried to think about a field in which i could uh, materialize my passion for art but also have a um uh, like a good professional prospect mm -hmm. to put it like that so i thought about marketing and advertising and pr because i realized that it is also filled just like dancing where you have to communicate with an audience and where you have to tell them stories in a different way and where you have to trigger emotions certain emotions in them so i was like okay that's what i'm gonna do and i was uh, fortunate enough to have the opportunity to go study abroad in England. And really? so I That's did cool. that. What yeah. have you studied there? I studied marketing at Lancaster University. Mm -hmm. It's near Manchester. And uh, yeah, I went there. And, uh, you know, at first I was a bit bummed because, I mean, I was super excited because, you know, it was the first time in my life when I went to a different country. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a whole new experience. It was this whole idea of starting over, starting fresh. Because I know there are people who are really anxious about new beginnings. Mm -hmm. But to me, as anxious as I was in general, I was super excited to start over. Because I was like, okay, now I can be not a different person, but I can be who I always wanted to be, you know. So that was really exciting. But at the same time, I was a bit bummed because I thought that, okay, this is it. I'm not going to do dancing professionally. I just have to focus on, you know, becoming a marketer. Mm -hmm. And God knows where I'll end up in a like a corporate environment. And I felt, yeah, I don't know. I had like really mixed feelings about it. And so I started studying. It was all right. Uh, but then I, uh, I met this dancing crew. Because apparently in England, like they have a lot of different societies, right? So if your talent is to play whatever weird instruments that people have never heard of like it could be playing the like the glass or whatever mm -hmm. you will definitely find at Someone, least two yeah. different people who have the same talent <laughs> so you can imagine they had a lot of different societies and one of them was this hip-hop and breakdance society so i joined it and uh yeah i just started training again like even more than i did back home in romania And so basically so, you were able to merge those two yeah, passions. Exactly. You had. Yeah. And yeah, in just like a few months I found myself doing both things. And um that was really cool because I was uh I could get my excitement from both environments, if I could put it like that. Yeah, I studied, I uh, kept on dancing, and then after my second year, 
uh, I wasn't really sure if marketing is what I really wanted to do because the topics were interesting, were practical, but I felt like they were too focused on theory, right? So I was like, okay, I'm not sure if that's what I want to do. And uh, I decided to take a gap year. So I took a gap year and I started I started applying to a lot of internships, like at in least one hundred internships. Yeah, in England, most of them in England, if not all of them in England, because you know we were encouraged to apply, and uh, they told us that oh yeah we're gonna help you uh, throughout the process, but they never did. But that's a different discussion anyway. And so yeah, I started applying. I got a lot of rejections. Most of them, like 95% of my applications were rejected. Really? Yeah. I ended up having like two or three proper interviews, but then I also failed them. So I was like super, you know, miserable and disappointed. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to Romania, mm-hmm. but not to Anest. Just going to go to a different city, perhaps Cluj, because mm-hmm. I never been there. And I was told that this, it was the most western city in romania in terms of mentality yeah so i went there and uh in a matter of like just a week i uh found an internship so i started working for this advertising agency where i realized that you know uh it was this really huge contrast between what i was taught at university and what i was told that marketing looks like and what it was in reality you know it was so different And what would you wish you had known before you started this? Um, First of all, the fact that you have to maintain your human spirit, you know, because we're not robots. Mm -hmm. Because like, and I think this applies to most of the people who are going to university and who are doing something like academic related. You are thought to write and talk as you would have a, PhD. Yeah. Right. And then you you go in the actual industry and it's not really like that because like people don't talk with uh, yeah, just, they just don't talk super formal. And in fact, I actually uh, like part of that uh, part of my internship at the advertising agency, my role was to I was a junior PR specialist. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what they called it. And uh, yeah, I had to talk to different people on a daily basis, people from different backgrounds, like Mm -hmm. corporate people, artists. And uh, I was working in the same office with my uh, my boss back then. Uh, And uh, she was she was super experienced. Um, She actually helped Croatia, if I'm not wrong, to get in the um, European Union, like a lot of (laughs) she worked with different brands, but also politicians. So she had a lot of experience. Right. And there was this day when uh, she looked through my emails and she was like, why do you have this super formal approach to when talking to people? And I was like, well, I mean, I was taught to speak like Mm -hmm. that and to write like that. In a certain way, yeah. And yeah, and and I thought that, you know, since they're super important, I might as well just talk to them like that. And she was like, no, this is completely wrong. There are people just like you try to be friendly, try to be brief, Mm -hmm. talk right as you talk. Mm -hmm. As simple as that. And that's when it clicked, you know, uh, and I started doing that. And then, uh, yeah, things really didn't work out that well. And uh, yeah, it's funny because after that, uh, like, that's what I'm telling to myself. I went from 100 to zero real quick. 
because I went from, you know, being a junior PR specialist, mm -hmm. which I could al always brag to my friends, like, hey, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a junior PR specialist. <laughs> do you even know what that is? Sounds good, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. And then I just ended up um, working as a uh, assistant bartender at Flying Circus in Cluj <laughs> and just doing like stuff like, you know, filling fridges with beers and wiping floors and it was really, I thought it was really miserable, but then, you know, looking back and thinking in retrospect, it was perhaps the most, one of the most fulfilling periods of mm -hmm. my life because I met so many people. And, you know, one thing about bartenders is that they know so many stories and they know how to talk to people, exactly. how to approach people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's where I also learned how to, how to talk to different people and how to, pull stories from them and how to especially how to listen to mm -hmm. people you know because at the bar most of the people especially if you're tipsy you just like to talk a lot right and brag about things and yeah, yeah. brag about stuff and um so yeah that was really cool i remember you know there was this time when we were um yeah we were doing a lot of like dirty work as in we were cleaning the anyway it's just like stuff that you would do in a nightclub mm -hmm. right and I thought, I was thinking to myself, like, oh, man, look where I ended up. That's so bad. But at the same time, I was having this conversation with my colleague about um, confirmation biases and, and why reading personal <laughs> development books is not really good for yourself. And then we started talking about, about fractals and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, like, I never <laughs> had conversations like that, like, neither in university. So, yeah. And then, then I had another internship. I was supposed to go back to uni. Mm -hmm. But I was just, uh, there was this time when, th this night when I was uh, scrolling randomly on Facebook and I was bombarded with ads from mm -hmm. this uh, student association. In Cluj? Yeah. I think it's a global one. They, they're called I6. Mm -hmm. Shout out to them, okay. by the way, because they're really cool and they have a lot of opportunities. So if you're a student, you might want to check them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I saw an ad like three times. And the third time I saw it, I was like, okay, I might as well just click on it. And it was an internship opportunity in Maastricht. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna just apply for it. And I applied for it. And then two weeks later, I got a reply back like, hey, we liked your application. Would you like to have a really? talk with yeah, us? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and I was like, damn, I could, cause you know, I was talking about that starting over like, mm -hmm. and, and I was like, okay, I could do this whole thing again in a different country. country yeah. And see a different approach, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I had this interview with them, and then I realized that it, it was a, a completely different environment. There was this management consulting company. And so I just, yeah, I took that opportunity. I called the university. I was like, yo, you know, uh, I'm going to take another gap year mm -hmm. because I have this opportunity and I really don't want to miss out on it. And they were really, they were actually excited for me. They were like, okay, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Go do it. You know, because you learn a lot you when yeah. you're actually working um, more than you learn in, in uni about anything. I mean, it's, yeah, that's some, a way to put it. Yeah, but they teach you some maybe theoretical stuff yeah. or rules that you need to apply. But in reality, you find out there is more to that domain in any yeah. domain. Even in my domain, I found that when I was starting working actually as a designer, I realized I know barely nothing about the domain. 
So I, I, I knew theoretical stuff. I knew how, yeah. uh, um, I don't know, to combine colors maybe or how to work in a specific tool like Photoshop or whatever. But um, design processes, no, I haven't learned that in university. So maybe that's something that you need to do. An, in an internship will help you a lot to learn more yeah. about what you want to. Um, and it's not only that, it's also the fact that you you go out there in the real world, you get some proper experience. And yes. then once you go back to, because I had to go back to university, right? To finish my last year and eventually mm -hmm. graduate. And then once I went back, the way I could perceive what I was taught, like those theoretical aspects was so different. Mm -hmm. Because you know like, how I could to understand apply them. Yeah. yeah. Like, because like as soon as my teacher would mention about, I don't know, as you said, a certain process, I could already imagine myself applying that process based on all the things mm -hmm. that I have experienced up until that point. So that was really cool because, yeah, again, you, you go out there in the real world, you get to see that it's very different. But at the same time, you also learn how to appreciate more the theoretical aspects that once were boring to mm -hmm. you, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was nice. And it was also nice the fact that, you know, going to different countries and meeting different people from different nationalities implied getting to know yourself more, Correct, yeah. right? And learning how to, again, yeah, just how to talk to different mm -hmm. people and how to uh, approach them and... So what happened after you finished the uni? After I finished university, uh, it was actually right when the pandemic hit. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was. I think it was uh, March, and um, yeah, I was in England, and there were some really harsh restrictions. But I think that was the case all over the world. Mm -hmm. So we weren't allowed to go to the lectures anymore. We had to stay inside. We could only go to stores uh, within certain time frames. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it was the Is same this the thing. reason you returned to Romania? Otherwise you no, would stay? No, actually, I started applying again to a lot of different jobs and I got rejected again for some reason. I don't know, because I thought, I was like, dude, okay, I already have two years of ex of work experience and I will graduate so I will also have a diploma. I'm Far pretty more sure I will, yeah, yeah. Your but it just yeah. didn't work, man. I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Some people are looking for God knows what. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna apply for for jobs in Romania again because I fell in love in, in, uh, with Cluj. I also mm, met this dance crew with whom I had some really like spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I had all the reasons to go back to Cluj. You know, it was the the only place in which I really felt like home. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, we could talk about this, obviously, like what what is so special about Cluj. But uh, anyway, and I started applying for jobs. I applied for um, this particular job. I uh, I went to the interview. It seemed to be a positive one, but then Right after the interview, I got a reply from this HR, this girl, and she was like, oh, yeah, you know, the interview with you was really good. But then our CEO decided to go with it over someone who he knew from before. Mm -hmm. So I'm mm -hmm. sorry about that. And I was super disappointed, I remember. And the first thing I did, I just opened LinkedIn. 
I typed marketing in Cluj and I have applied for the very first job that appeared there. I didn't even look at the company. I mean, I noticed the name Rebel Dot. It triggered some feelings in me just because it had the word with the word rebel in it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even take time to read about the company. I just applied. That was a, a cool story, actually, because I, I have applied. And then the day after, I was, yeah, just really looking forward to get a reply, even though that's not really the norm, because usually you would have to wait for at least a couple of days. Yeah. You know? So I didn't get a reply the day after, and I just sent an email to uh, the uh, HR, I don't know which department anyway. And I was like, hey, you know, I have applied for this job yesterday, and I was wondering if you had the time to check it. And I got a reply from Juana, our colleague uh, from the People and Culture Department. And she was like, oh, yeah, uh, it's good that you wrote to us because um, we actually closed the positions. But since you have applied, we might as well just give a chance, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And then I had to um, I had to take a test, like a theoretical test and a practical Mm -hmm. one to to write some. uh, social media posts if i remember correctly and uh i tried to do it i didn't finish on time um and i was super disappointed i was with uh, this friend back then and i remember there were like 10 minutes left Mm -hmm. and i was yet to answer to like three or four questions which was quite a lot and i was talking to my friend throughout the process and i was like dudes you know what i'm just gonna drop it i'm not gonna finish it and he was like don't be dumb, bro. Like, just <laughs> finish it. Whatever. Like, just try to do it, man. You, it doesn't matter if you finish it or not. Just, you know, try to do whatever you can. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And uh, yeah, then I got a reply. Yeah, we liked your test, uh, your result, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's have another interview. I don't know. I think I had three different conversations, which was a bit overwhelming. But then, you know, it kind of makes sense because it was the uh, pandemic. And since, people couldn't really meet in person you had you kind of had to make sure that the person you were talking to was fit in terms of like cultural mm-hmm. aspects so yeah that's that's why I got into rebel that just you know from a from a random impulse that's a great story and actually. from a um, you know following my friend's advice to just keep on going no matter if I finish or not that's a great advice yeah, I guess. So. What's your biggest challenge right now? My biggest challenge? I would say that my biggest challenge is to to try to create work that is fulfilling to both the team that I'm working with, the marketing team, but mm-hmm. also the uh, designers that we collaborate mm-hmm. with and especially the uh, you know final customers what kind of designers are you collaborating with? Uh, we are collaborating with a lot of different no, not a lot but with some designers we are collaborating with fashion designers mm-hmm. um also with illustrators with mm-hmm. graphic designers we're trying to do a lot of different things because as i said before like one of my um roles as part of rebel dot uh, it, it's not it's actually our role as a marketing department is to make this brand truly rebel, right? And to mm-hmm. to step uh, outside this this stigmatized IT industry. And in doing so, we're trying to collaborate with designers, with a lot of, yeah, just artists, local artists. It's challenging whenever 
someone has an idea and then we're we're pitching it and then we're talking to the designers and they have a different vision and they're they're sending their first draft back and then you know we all have different opinions within the department because that's actually i think this was meant to be like that because you don't necessarily want to have people that think about things the same in the same way that you do mm -hmm. right so it is it is really cool but it's all it also it's also challenging from mm -hmm. time to time because you have to align everyone not just the team but also the designers and so yeah i would say that that's to sum the, up that's, your biggest that's challenge. challenge right now yeah if i think about it in this particular moment because i'm also like this is one of my main tasks right now yeah but then it really depends it's it really depends on the period and yeah just the context in your opinion how can we burst the it bubble and become closer with the local artists i don't think that the end per the end goal is to become closer to mm -hmm. the local artists but to become closer to the people who might think that they're not fit for the it industry okay and so because of that we're collaborating mm -hmm. with local artists to fulfill this goal right to yeah just be closer to them because i watched this uh this documentary made by a recorder mm -hmm. and uh they were talking about the state of the industry inclusion and uh yeah they said that you know in a way it's really advantageous to um to the people within the IT industry because you know you have a lot of op opportunities and there are a lot of money to be made and uh, at the same time it's so negative to the people outside this industry because let's say you might have people from I don't know the horeca industry mm -hmm. right who put a lot of physical effort and who might be you know even tired than some people within the industry, IT industry are and you know they just work their ass off right so it's you know is this really negative contrast so like how can we as part of the IT industry how can we mitigate this negative contrast and how can we include other people in it so they can benefit as well mm -hmm. and maybe how can we support them yeah and create a community out of it. exactly so that's a way in which we, we can do it you should know um this thing as well because i'm thinking as a designer you mm -hmm. know there are, there are people there are illustrators there are people who can do even graffiti like yeah. street art and who like mentally speaking they're they're following a very thorough process mm -hmm. right so they're they're super professional in what they do but because there is this stigma uh, around the software development industry, they think that they might not be a fit for mm -hmm. that particular industry, which in fact is not true. Cause like, it's not so hard, you know, like if you already have the, ment the mentality and the, the work like ethic. solid, the work ethic, mm -hmm. exactly. You can pull it off, you know? So that's what, why we're trying to bring those people. I'm so. curious if you weren't in your, um own professional field what other career would you pursue uh i think i would probably try to open my own advertising agency mm -hmm. advertising yeah i would just try to you know help i would just try to help people with ideas and people who are actually working towards making their ideas come true i would try mm -hmm. to help them you know 
generate more awareness, to help spread their stories and to help them appeal to more and more customers and make their voices heard and their bring more awareness to their products or mm-hmm. services. Um, yeah, because I always had this really genuine feeling of just helping people, you know, like if I really like something, I just want to help you. Yeah, just I just want to help you reach more people, you know, and I will try to do it through, you know, starting from the smallest ways. Like I would tell all of my friends like, hey, I bought this shirt from mm-hmm. this really cool designer. You should check him out. Yeah, basically help him bring yeah. his idea to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, this is one thing that will always bring you fulfillment at work if you if your initiative stems from a genuine feeling, mm-hmm. you know. And what you truly believe in. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So. What is a common myth about your um, work field that you would like to debunk? Wow. Uh People think that everyone can be a marketer. Mm-hmm. Why you is just, that? You just have to write stuff and, you know, it's all about social media. And uh, But I don't think it's necessarily true because you really have, first of all, you have to be a really good listener mm-hmm. and you have to be quite analytical. I mean, obviously, you don't have to have all this... Um, this traits because that's what teams are for, you know? But uh, there's so much more to being a marketer than just writing stuff and posting on social media or making TikTok videos or whatever. Like, yeah, you have to be a good listener. You have to have some processes in place. At the same time, you have to know when not to follow process. Mm-hmm. You have to know when to take time to just let inspiration find you. Yeah. Um, you have to be able to just talk to different people, you know, and to not have any stigmas, you know, it, it can be even a simple conversation with the cab driver or some random people at the local farm market or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you have to read a lot about, you know, the specific products that you're trying to market. Who are, let's say, the three most important people that influenced you in a specific way? Uh, Not generally in your career, but in life in general. So first of all, it would be my father because, um, yeah, he, he did some really big compromises to, you know, have us all fulfilled. And, you know, he was the reason why I had chance to study in mm-hmm. UK and essentially just be here where I am today. So, you know, I appreciate his work ethic, but beyond that, I appreciate his commitment and his selfishness. Mm. Um, I mean, I could talk a lot about my father, but I don't want to be too dramatic and stuff. And then second of all, it would be this... Um, choreographer whom I met in Cluj she's not necessarily a choreographer it was I would say he's more like a shaman because mm, um, I'll try to keep it brief but just to give you a context uh, up until I uh, first went to Cluj to my first internship where I also met this dance crew in terms of dancing what I did was just always f- um, learning choreographies like just you know five six seven eight mm-hmm. bam, bam, mm-hmm. the same movements every time and then I met this guy 
and uh, what he was teaching people was to allowing to allow their bodies to take over mm-hmm. and not think of any choreography of any or any count or yeah just anything like that in fact i remember the first training i had with him he had us all stay you know with our feet on the ground uh so that we wouldn't move in any di- direction mm-hmm. and you know with our eyes closed and then he was like okay try not to move your feet or open your eyes and just let your body f- move to the music and he was the one who introduced me in this spiritual area of dance and art and um you know he taught me how to allow myself to surrender to a certain feeling and how to allow myself to just become that energy which we all are mm-hmm. in essence you know it was yeah it was really spiritual so and the third person i guess it would be andrea the, the, the uh my I, i never really like to call her my boss it's just the person that i'm working with <laughs> uh and um the person who gave me the chance to create the job that i always wanted to have so that m- leads me to my next yeah. question how rebel dot created the context for you where you can feel so happy in your work environment and basically merge your two passions yeah. first of all i had to you know learn and unlearn a lot of stuff mm-hmm. so uh, i would say there was a time frame of like a year in which i have experimented a lot of stuff uh, and also in which i learned how to take a feedback because you know i was pretty i was led a lot about my ego you know that's so important how yeah. how you receive a feedback <laughs> especially as a market and but i don't think that especially as a marketer perhaps in anything that you do but to me as a marketer you know like writing stuff you get attached to mm-hmm. the stuff that you write the stuff that you create especially to a lot of ideas as you know you have you have to have a lot of ideas in marketing and you just get attached to them and uh she taught me how to detach from these ideas and how to how to build this sort of like objective opinion and uh objective mentality i'm sorry and uh she also taught me how to just write as i speak and how to bring my authenticity forward and yeah just how to be myself in the stuff that i'm doing that's great so yeah i started doing that and i also started experimenting with a lot of stuff because the idea uh initially was to was for us to become full stack marketers mm-hmm. so we had to do a lot of different things from you know um just admin stuff like writing emails to creating like super technical blog posts about stuff that i never even knew but like even like blockchain you know so i would have to like read a lot about things that i never knew and then write them in such way that i seems like they're so casual to me uh which to this day I still find it hard but it's it's fulfilling and yeah we had to do a lot of different things and only after that we got to the point where we draw a line and we we're like okay now that we experimented all these things let's see what are the things that we're good at 
what are the things that bring us satisfaction mm -hmm. obviously what are the things that we need to do so this brand can grow um and yeah after we had that conversation you know um we could just we had the chance to just create our own kind of jobs not just me but also my colleagues you know because mm -hmm. um yeah we have different projects and we could we could be like okay since i was working on this project and i got attached to it i'm just going to keep on doing it because i'm also doing a good job and everyone was like okay yeah you're doing a good job let's keep on doing that and it was very natural you know that was the whole that was the cool thing about it it's it wasn't it wasn't something super corporate we barely ever followed any like super mm -hmm. specific process everything came like so genuine and natural and uh it was a mutual understanding between all of us that sounds awesome really yeah, like a dream yeah. job <laughs> and i'm pretty sure that everyone within this company has this chance because uh um yeah everyone is, is listening to each other and there is this really increased attention to satisfaction at mm -hmm. work you know like at rebel dot essentially we want to we want you to enjoy the things that you do and to enjoy the environment and the people that sure. you're working with because yeah. again we're rebels so everything that we're doing is to live up to our name pretty much you know yeah. not just you know to our clients but especially to the people that are part of this team mm -hmm. correct oh that's very accurate um what's one piece of advice you would give someone who wants to pursue a career that's pretty much similar as yours uh i don't like to use cliches but i think that it's as simple as whatever it is that you want to do mm -hmm. as twisted as it might sound to other people because it's funny that to you it's never twisted like to you it sounds legit you know so whatever it is that you want to do just yeah just believe in it and you know make little steps towards it because in the end you will find a way to do it and again it's not that you will find the way but a way will find you a way will reveal itself and it also helps to just engage with people and talk to a lot of different people and just be nice man just just be a nice person because if you're a nice person then you're going to be much more approachable and if you're much more approachable then you're going to meet a lot of different people and out of those people you know they, they will create the opportunities for you there was this principle i never really read in depth about it you probably know it said that you're always five people away yeah from the, the five degrees of separation yeah it's called. yeah, yeah. So again, I, I never really read it in depth to be able to discuss it um, in much more detail, but I think it applies. Like to me, it, it, it applied. Like most of the, especially now, because like, how should I put I'm pretty anxious. Mm -hmm. I'm mostly super socially awkward. And it was a really good thing that I realized all these aspects. Because once I realized them, I was like, okay, I'm just going to you know jump in the ocean and try to survive so what i did i started going out by myself mm -hmm. i started going to different events by myself and you know just forced myself to 
talk to people mm. as and step outside the comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah, as cringe as it might have been, because you know, life in general is cringe, and people actually resonate with cringe and awkward situations, you know, because they are also like that, you know. Like some so of them found, find the common ground. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like in a way, it's like it showcases vulnerability. Because mm -hmm. again, we're all cringe. So if you're cringe, then I'm gonna be as well because it's natural to me. So anyway, and so I started doing that and forced myself to talk to random people. And I talked to a lot of people. I sort of like planted seeds. And now, like a year after that. I am approached by high level people to put it like that, offering me opportunities that I would have never imagined. Like, hey, let's do this certain project, which I cannot talk about it about right now. Uh, and uh, everything, yeah, it just started from a simple conversation and from this willingness to, you know, step aside, uh, step outside my comfort zone and allow myself to feel unnaturally natural <laughs> that's yeah. a nice thing yeah. to say nice way to put it i have one more question for you where can our listeners connect to you online because maybe we have some listeners that want to connect artists illustrators yeah uh, designers you can find me on instagram dragos kozocha and uh linkedin but i'm not sure if everyone is using linkedin so instagram would be a good thing And uh, yeah, if you're an artist, whatever it is that you do, we might have an opportunity for you. We might be able to collaborate in some way with you. Thank you so much, Dragos, and thank you for accepting our invitation. Thank you for inviting me. It was a really nice chat, actually. I was super nervous in the beginning. Uh, I now realize that I hesitated eye contact a lot, but still, man, it helped. Uh, um, It was a nice It was a nice conversation. It was a nice conversation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Thank you for that. Thanks.